Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. We are glad to have you here. Oh, I am Brian Maiman, co-founder of Rolling Bones. I said, oh, because Did I was you almost thinking, forget who no, you no, were? No, 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 I didn't forget. I'm Brian, 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 Brian. No, no. You, were thinking, Brian that, you were thinking that gymnastics show at the, in Vegas that you missed out on. <laughs> no, I was With not. With all those hard body girls that are on the, the uh, <laughs> Honestly, it derails page. before I can even get the intro done, bleep. Before I can get the intro done, it derails. So anyway, I am Brian Maiman, co-founder, and the reason I did that verbal pause with an exasperating <laughs> ah was because I was thinking of <laughs> That wasn't hash- a verbal pause. That was a verbal turd. <laughs> I, I can lay a couple of those too. I was thinking of hashtag 393U because I was going to go, because I usually go Brian Martin, Mountain Man Martin, but I was going to call it, I was just going to go hashtag 393 because I was thinking of the bull. Anyway, my mind went blank. But uh, Brad Dana, Brian Martin, Brian Leslie Bleep, aka Bleep, are all here at the table today. We're going to talk to you about Wildcats. Okay. Oh, which ones? Uh, Brian Martin, the Wildcat. So um, <laughs> no, not those Wildcats. This is so anyway. Links Bobcat and this is a cartridge. Yes, all these Wildcats that we've been selling a lot of, we ha- and we can get ammo for. That you know, I guess during the middle of a pandemic, it's either you're going to have to eight hunt million with. new gun owners in the United States, uh, primer shortage. Remington goes out. They're not making ammo. And, and, There's a, it's like a perfect. It's a, it's like a triple perfect storm. Either, and, either that, or you're gonna have to start hunting with a muzzleloader. And I'd soon. never shot a wildcat before until this last year, and I killed the stink out of everything yep. and everybody I was with. I handed them my gun. And I've been hunting and, with a wildcat since 2001. And you have. And so I and you guys. I mean, we've had a we've had a lot of experience this year on it. But anyway, we're gonna talk about that. But just a real quick reminder. Our membership can help you uh, offer service, access, value, and education. We want to save you from all the pitfalls in the outdoor industry by offering you service, access, value, and education. Go to rollingbones.com and check out our membership and help you get started today on a hunting adventure of a lifetime or to find the right gear or whatever it might be. 605-644-8000. How about talk to a human being? Ask for Brian, Brian, Brad, Kelly, Mary, Lindley, or Brian. And yes, it does help to hire Brian's in your office, I guess, since we have the, the four B's sitting at the table here. So anyway, um, go check us out, and we would love to help work in, start working for you. So um, I'm going to open up the door to Pandora's room here on rifles and what we have discovered and really been exploring. Um, not new, not new. You're right. You've been shooting a Wildcat since when? 2001. And I and I coyote used to competitively coyote hunt with some guy a, a guy. Um, I won't drop names because I don't want to, but his first name is John. Right. Who was uber big into wildcats? Essentially, which one? He two, he was shooting a 243 AI. Is that's what he competed com. with a lot? And it's almost very similar, very similar. to the R6. The six the six, the six, the six all mountains. Six all the mountains. six all mountains that we're using a lot now. Yep. Are, are very similar to that, but they're just an a. Uh, uh, you know, a newer evolution of Mobetta, right? Right. 
So, and it's funny because like our 6.5 Sherman short was very, very similar to, uh, you know, ballistically. My 6.5-06 was like a 6.5 PRC. Yeah. And, and probably 50 feet per second fast in the 6.5-284. Right. Yep. So, Because am I wrong to say that a 6.5 PRC to some degree is a wildcat that they just brought to Main Street America uh, by Hornaday getting behind it's it? It's technically not a wildcat no, now, but no. it's been mainstream. But because it's, it's Sammy Specked now. So. so, but it was. Well, I it, I would say my my version of that would be it never went it, it never became a wildcat. It went straight to I mean it just had the industry support. Um, you had the six five I think the six five two eighty four and the six five PRC were so close. The reason that they didn't they didn't standardize the six five PR or six five two eighty four is because there's a six five Norma. There's a six five Winchester. So there was already enough different designs of chambers that it was hard to standardize it because which one is now it's fairly standard though you can buy lapua brass you can buy nozzle brass you can buy a lot of things in the 65284 yeah it's not as popular as 65 prc but ballistic they're ballistic twins well the 65 prc is more of a short action and if you shoot a 65284 in a short action you can't shoot the big bullets so it's it's really designed to be built on a medium length action or a long action. I think if I remember, I haven't shot my six five two eighty four in a long time, but I think I'm getting thirty twenty out of a six five two eighty four with a one forty with a one forty. And I mean, but what you're gonna? You mean well, your factory loads in a six five PRC in the one forty range are going to be in the high twenty nines. But if we reload, right. you'll get over three. Right. So I mean, they're this. That's where the ballistic. Sherman has an advantage though, because yeah. the Sherman so, okay. is a true short action. Timeout. Yeah. I'm sitting here listening. And you're thoroughly confused. And I'm Ber- no, I'm Bernard Fowler, and I know enough about rifles, and I'm looking at buying a rifle, and I want a flat-shooting rifle. And you just said, and I'm from Pewaukee, Wisconsin, and so I know what a 30-06 is and a 30-30. And you a know dairy cows. And I know dairy cows, and she's killing deer, right? And, and I'm a hunting enthusiast. So you said you have a 30-20 out of a 140 I get thirty twenty with a one forty. Okay, six five two eighty four. So why wouldn't I shoot a seven millimeter with a hundred and sixty eight grain burger or a hundred and sixty two grain Hornaday and gets uh, three thousand? Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's, I, it's I mean, recoil. It's balancing yep. real recoil with everything That's else. The only advantage, and and you know what, I I said the same thing, and it was funny one day that I as I've become every year that's gone by, I've become more. I don't like getting beat on. Right. Okay. I, I just don't like getting beat no, so on. So that's a really good so, – so recoil. And, and you don't find a lot of people who shoot more than us, I so would say. So for deer and, and elk yeah. – so I'm just, I'm just making okay. this comparison so, so our listener, me too, can, can get my head around Are this. Are you in the joining the Me Too movement? No. Um, okay, good. I, I will never argue against a seven. Oh. No, not going to do it. Okay. I, I love the seven, 100%. But the six – because you know, since I'm playing yeah. devil's advocate, you know, since you've right. met me, I'm a recoil pansy. Yeah. And I'm the biggest of the three. Well, maybe not weight wise, because you do way more than me, yeah. but I'm bigger frame wise. No, than you're six like, four. what, 290 now on, on your <laughs> diet with your eating your bonbons? What are those? Truffles? Uh, who the hell eats a truffle? A truffle, truffle butter. You put that on uh, cauliflower. You're eating a truffle? No, this is from the. That is. This is from the, Oh, my God. Hold on. This is from the Chubby Chipmunk here in town. 
my wife got it for the girls. If they're so good, that, you walk chubby in chipmunk? here. That sounds like a 40-year-old guy that just here, got circumcised. There's four of us sitting here, and you don't bring any of there, us There's one. a whole freaking box of them in no, there. No, my no, wife spent 50 well, bucks gr- on them. Go really nice host, Brian. That's all I got to say. Listen, you guys just work in here every damn day. If I got to freaking tell you to go check out what's in the refrigerator, then you can go pound sand. Okay. So I'm going seven back mag. to 7 Nothing mag. wrong with 7 mag. Now, 7 mag, a lot of people like this 280 Ackley Improved, which goes back to your Wildcat thing. Come on. Really it's, it's now been somewhat standardized. It, which is now – see, and I've, and I've got a, six eight, a 280 Ackley. A lot of your Wildcats really always were thought of to be like the Ackley was kind of what made the Wildcats famous. Right. and right, 40-degree shoulder. Because they, the reason they did that is you can't make production brass at that time with a 40-degree shoulder not ruin cases usually. So they would fire form them and make a straighter walled case. Uh, less less uh, case stretch and and a little more efficient. Yep, and I would say uh, they don't feed as good in in, in, a, in a in a in a standard um, like a- BDL or ADL. They do not feed as well, and that's one of the things that we've overcome with our action. And these actions are really and magazine really, fed, really really nice. The magazine feed, I got to tell you, well, it keeps everything in a line. Nice. It doesn't kick back and forth. It's one of the things I loved about the A bolts that I would that I would magazines run. are super nice. Control drowned feed is super nice. Yep. Claw extractor, super nice. You can grab a 38-degree shoulder, no feeding issues. It just feeds like butter. It, it feeds. It's reliable. So that's overcome. We've overcome some of the challenges that were with these sharp-shouldered uh, cartridges. Now, but the big thing is recoil. We're shooting a 6.5 Sherman short. We're shooting... Uh, I, my gun, I'm not even going to say what I'm getting in my gun because it's... Uh, you can say it. 20-inch barrel, 125-grain t- bullet. Tell us what you're shooting it at. I'm, sh- I'm getting 3320. 125-grain monolithic. I, I, now, and I have been a big, big, big lover of burgers, um, and I like the ELDX, and I'm... You but, know, but those bullets are not designed to be shot at that velocity, though. They're not designed to sh- be shot at that velo- velocity, and the other thing about it, this velocity, when you start adding 300 feet per second to your bullet, over it's, what you normally well, it's would get... changed some of our thinking, Brad. It, it because, really has. Because we always went, hey, listen, why are we chasing so much velocity when we can get a bullet that stabilizes better, a little heavier, yardage is their yardage, we know the numbers, let's just bang this out. But then now these Wildcats came to play, and there, there's... And I've been shooting monolithic since 2002, probably. And, and as you said, I think you said it four or five months ago, but Brian, these monolithics have changed because oh, bullet builders have changed the way they're building them, too. Right? And there was only one company that built a really good monolithic back then. I mean, Barnes was... A, a Barnes was what I consider not a high BC monolithic. It was a great killing bullet, but there's a bullet called the Lost River Ballistic, the J36. Originally Jensen bullets, and those were... And they made a machine bullet, and I was shooting a 120 machine bullet out of my 6.5 with a BC of like 0.6. The bullets cost two dollars a piece. Well, so, and that well, was in the, that was in the late. That was like around 2000. Well, I shot my desert sheep, my bighorn sheep, in 2006 with it. I've shot other animals. I did my cull hunting in Australia in 2007 or eight with it. I, I, I shot hundreds of animals with those bullets between the barns and the J36s. And my monolithic experience was the exact opposite. I was shooting. Th- I, back, I don't know if you guys ever remember when barns first came out. They had this I mean the blue, blue ass, co- stupid, <laughs> freaking. Well, since I didn't have a, I didn't have a Smurf fetish, so I skipped the, I skipped the blue bullets. And it shot so horribly. It was so bad. And then I tried the next. And I was like, oh, I'm done. 
done and it well, went the, back. Well, those original barns, see, they didn't have the bands on them, and the bands caused, without the bands, they had more pressure, yeah. and they didn't shoot as good. When the bards went to the bands, they shot better, but they had, and less barrel fouling, um, so, but high, lower BC. So I was the other thing that I had some of those for our shooting school because I was going to do a board with a bunch right. of different bullets, but I must have thrown them all away a long time well, ago. But well, so now we've got a we've got a bullet that holds a great BC, and we can actually increase the efficiency because we can shoot both a bullet that it, it, it has a it, good BC it has and a good you're shooting BC it faster. faster. So explain well, explain the harmonics and what happens to that and why that works that way. Well, I would say if, if you pick up speed. You counter you counterbalance a less a lower BC to a certain extent. So so you one, can shoot like a point five at say thirty three hundred, and that does on a hunting range that does the same thing as a say a twenty nine hundred with a point seven, for example, or three thousand with a point yeah, seven. I mean, to a certain what we've noticed to a certain range, you know, I think where we really. Uh, well, we were getting eleven about eleven fifty is when we started. Yeah, which really is way, noticing, which is way you know. further than you need. I, 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 okay, like my furthest animal I've ever shot away on a hunting trip was right at that seven ninety to eight hundred yep. yards. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but, but, and that's okay. And and I shoot more than most. And I, what I don't want to do is sound like I'm better than anybody. Does that make sense? But but a lot of field experience every year, and and I would say myself, I'm a killer better than I am a shooter. But I don't feel comfortable. Eleven hundred yards is a freaking crazy shot. No, that's a long. Area. That's a long, long way. And First so, of all, it's hard to even range eleven hundred. But, but yards if you look at what the guy get the same range. And, and, but, I mean, you, everything's got to. But, but the monolithic, because these are machine bullets, they're more precise. And that right. the guys that are winning the two mile clubs right. and those, which is not for hunting, they're shooting monolithics. Right. Okay. They're so not that, shooting birds. Really they're not shooting hornadies. Not so much. So let's dummy that. Not dummy this down, but let's shrink this down. Now zero to seven hundred. This makes this zero to seven hundred killing. This is a really good. This is a Speak really to good. That. Well, you, yeah. you, well, the BC on this bullet, the new one that you, with the with the cop, with the aluminum well, tip, it's point five nine point five. Now almost we haven't six. we haven't fully tested that. I would say, and and but there's not many hunting bullets that are more than point six five or point seven. But so, so, so you for instance, for instance, let me let me let me back up just a second. Your six five PRC, which we really like. It's a, been a really really nice cartridge caliber. Um, the factory ammo, which you can't even get now. I'm literally one of our biggest distributors has zero boxes of ammunition of any flavor in their entire warehouse. They're not taking orders. None. Zero. Ammunition or ammunition? Ammunition. Okay. <laughs> so um, he's got zero. But back in the day, so you could shoot. We were building these on 20-inch barrels too, which is really I mean, they're, you got to admit, they're unbelievable ergonomics and packability and carryability in the mountains. This thing has become it's just Still a, way enough to shoot, uh, to stabilize themselves, but they're light enough, to, and they're not cumbersome with a long barrel. They're packable. Right. Crazy. And we're running these cans on them, these four-inch cans. Oh, man. So you've got oh a finished gosh. length of 24 inches. 24 inches with a can. That's a good that point. My 6.5-06 had 24-inch barrel without a muzzle break. Without out. a muzzle break. It or literally a is changing our lives. But the 6.5 PRC we're running with, uh, the with the, I can't remember if it was the 147s or the 143s. We're getting around 27.50, somewhere in there. Probably the 147s. The 143 is the more hunt, hunt, popular hunting bullet around 2850 to 29, depending on your hand loading. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, no, no, I'm not. I'm not talking because of we're shooting those. We're shooting that for purely because of 
ease of buying availability. Right. So why we would buy that was so you could get ammunition. Now the Wildcats come into play, and we can get the ammunition for the same thing, but it's a better, it's faster, it's better. So we're shooting. We're shooting now. I'm comparing apples to oranges because we are loading 125s in our 6.5s. But, but they're monolithic. But we're getting 3,200 to maybe 33. So we're, and we're it, looking for well, when to you're shooting And it took percent. the South Dakota state record for five days. Um, it took it and stapled it to the ground at 465 yards. One shot. One shot. I, stapled it. And you didn't even shoot again because you knew your buddy wanted to just go ahead and ring you up for not shooting the thing at 35 but yards. A, but then. A so couple pe- th- yeah, but in a, my opinion, elk are hard to kill. I've shot a bunch of elk, and they don't they, – it's they not definitely don't they, die they, It's just not They're like – They're not oh, an antelope. No. <laughs> and uh, I've <laughs> shot a bunch with three, – 300 rums I've shot a lot of elk with, probably my – predominant one and the six five out six with that bullet or not six five out six that's your the the six five shermans that we're building that thing that bull took two steps and it just it it had nothing in it it just yeah one was forward one was backwards and it tipped over right cool. and and i mean i went through that front shoulder wrecked its front shoulder went through about third what 30 some inches of elk it was quartering at me at a hard angle and and exited and a absolutely unbelievable bullet performance well, what what these bullets give you really is a higher, a, a bigger operating range of velocity. Yeah. So you can shoot, not a velocity, but velocity, but also um, distance. If you shoot an animal in the point of the shoulder at a burger going 3,200 feet a second at 10 yards, you're going to have probably catastrophic failure. If you hit a twig, if you have a stick, um, it's going to catastrophic failure the bullet. With that monolithic bullet, which is made out of machine copper, right. it can handle higher impact velocities on bones and bushes and everything. Well, so it's just my, more forgiving. My argument is, so I, I've got three different things going at once. The the Wildcat, which, you know, in our opinion, I mean, it's not even, it's not like we're fire-forming brass for the most part. This has become relatively standard. We can get the brass has already been. We can been get brass. We can get really good brass. And we can get and, am- we, and we can get bullets, and we can load this stuff. And we, stuff we, up. we have ammunition. So, so it's one thing is the caliber, one thing is a twenty-inch barrel. We built you a gun in a seventeen-inch barrel. It's going 3,100, 30, No, 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 thirty-three hundred feet. My first load, which was a mild load, because there's no data on it. It's a seventy-five grain. Seventy-five grain bullet, um, and I and and this is not the ideal powder because we're using something we got. 40-some pounds of powder for this, 3,300 feet per second with a mild load. I mean, this thing. Well, you, know gonna, you know what that's going to do to a coyote? Oh, my gosh. It's going to be like a vacuum Well, now you have a 700, you have a seven or 800-yard coyote gun if you need it. Oh, yeah. All day long, every And if day. you shoot the 70, but, the grain But 80 going th- along with the same theme with that, we got a 17-inch barrel. We're running a 4-inch can. Leap, these guys don't get excited about this stuff. So now you can drive around in your side by side and not get barrel hang up. I like that. So, but I mean, how cool <laughs> of a little rifle is that? Weighs. Uh, no, one of the things I was concerned about when we were building these, because we're building these on a 12 ounce stock. We are building these on a 12 ounce stock. Carbon stock with no. no 12 ounces. No carbon. With no that. foam fill. No foam fill. Amazing, unbelievable stock. Really good ergonomics. It's shootable with a a lightweight, so um, the actions are are just, I mean, you can't even put it into words. They are butter silk, controlled round feed, 20-inch barrel, 17-inch barrel, 4-inch can. The whole package goes together 
It, it really does. Like Nirvana. The system, the system to me is what has me, because I was always the opposite of you guys. No. I was 100% the opposite. Now I'm totally on board with this. And the proof was in the pudding. I'd like to just go down through this. Week one of gun season, we kill uh, 393 elk. Yep. Stapled them to the ground. Step forward, step back. I watched it go through the front shoulder, out the back. Probably 35 inches of animal left an amazing hole. He was wrecked. Completely wrecked. wrecked. That animal was wrecked. One week later, we go up where we'd seen some elk. We would we seen some antelope because you had an antelope tag, and we went up there and just said, "Let's just do public land. Let's not even go on private. Let's just do a public land because we saw a good goat on public land yep. four days earlier. Yep. Actually, six days earlier. Yeah, with with about a three fifty three sixty bull elk running around in the prairie. Exactly. Like, Whoa. That that we were like. So then we go up there. We ended up finding that antelope, shooting him at sixty yards because we we got over the. They, right. they kind of they, they zigged, we zagged, but then we Walked zagged right towards me, and then we, so he was facing front on, and you shot him, went completely through the front shoulder, exited out his back flank above his sirloin tip on his yep. hip on his right side. Spoken like a butcher. It, thank you, and um, literally looked like someone sucked a vacuum out his innards yep. on the back side of that sirloin tip, right on that flank, right by the skirt stake. Yep. Boom! Looked like some, he ran off, and I was like. I got the camera going, and I'm like, am I seeing this right? I got my bifocals on. I'm like, this looks like his whole inside just came out. Yep. I walked up to him. Very little gutting necessary. Yes. Um, well, it was unconventional. We will say that. Yes. <laughs> then then you just kept going into deer season yep. with, with my six all-mountain, and yep. it just kept killing and killing and killing. Because we killed what? Well, that's a 100-grain monolithic you're shooting. 100-grain monolithic. No, yeah. 600 yards in um, Alaska on a, on a good size. Um, uh, blacktail, blacktail, and they people say, "Oh, the blacktail are tiny. They have tiny horns because of the rugged country. They don't have that. They're like a, they're like a wh- they're white. They're much tail. bigger than a coos deer. They're like yeah. a small white tail. They're like a white tail in the Black Hills, right? And six hundred Black yards, Hills coos deer totally tanked it. Yep, rolled it down. The what mountain. did we count? We counted up big game animals. Oh, it was fifteen six. or something yeah, on, on my six this year. Fifteen. So and we just knocked the stink out of them. And so. I got to tell you, and that um, way you can shoot a light gun and have li- li- the same recoil you would of the nine pound seven. Really good. Well, or the ten pound seven. The, the six all mountain has been something that's been uh, that's been a force to be reckoned with because it is so shooter friendly. Uh, mine kicks just enough more that you get a little bit more muzzle lift. You know, it's not but, bad. But you're shooting with a brake that's small. I mean, you're not shooting with a brake, but because you're shooting with your you can't. You're the brake is no problem. The brake. So I well, like can, I, when I, I hunt internationally, when I hunt internationally, yeah. um, I take the brake, which is going to take out more recoil. Right. If you want to take out yep. more recoil, you shoot a really big can, but it's going to not be nice to carry. Well, these four-inch cans add four ounces, four inches, four ounces. So you're running a twenty. Okay. Say you're running a twenty-inch barrel now, but let's say if you were running twenty-four or twenty-six, you put your brake on. Your brake's three and a half ounces. Our cans that we're using right now are four. Because they're titanium. Four. But the cans, if you're going to shoot the bigger magnums like seven and above, they might not take out enough recoil if you want a super light gun. But they still, you know, it's kind of like okay. But what are you going to? That's true. But what are you going to do? You're going to run a run a brake. Well, that's one thing. You're going to run nothing. Well, then that's a whole different thing. If you run no brake, you're better off to run this four inch. Four ounce can on a seven. If you're gonna egg. run, if you're gonna run a break with these uh, small car, ca- car uh, calibers, I mean small uh, lightweight guns, 
I mean, you got to wear your hearing protection. If well, you, basically, you, you can't. I shot quite a bit of stuff with a seven, basically Sherman short. I was shooting 180 grain bullets with that little can. It's just enough to. It's harder to follow your shot. Um, but it's now the flip side is I could have shot 168s or 162s, and it would have been easier. But I, my load was really good with the 180s, and there's not much that doesn't drop with a 180s out of that Sherman short. Well, here's the reality: the, the, these these uh, more mo smaller caliber uh, Wildcats that we're shooting, the All Mountain, um, the Sherman Short, six five Sherman Short, the six All Mountain, um, well, th th yeah. that 22 caliber that we got figured out here. Th th to just from my perspective, shooting him this year, watching him. Um, so because I shot a six Creedmoor for the last four years and killed uh, wow. hundreds, hundred animals yeah. probably with it, and not exaggerating, and literally. This gun gives you this much more kick, and for those of you who can't see me, I'm like like an eighth of an inch, quarter inch more kick if it was measured in inches. Just a little bit more. Or hairs to start with a yeah, C. A scotch or a smidge. A, a scotch or a smidge, and and um and at the end of the day, the can makes it palatable. To sh it, it's a hunting suppressor. It's not a shooter's suppressor. So yeah, that's what had, I would call. We it. had an outfitter today call, and he, I, I, called I know, him I, back. I didn't take it, and, and then she, uh, Kelly goes, "Well, I think he's going to call Brad," and I'm like, "Oh, they will geek out together." So he goes because he was like, he was a little confused on the way it was working. So I had a conversation with him. He's like, "Seriously, did he buy him four of them? Did you take his credit card?" Uh, no, he's he, I didn't. He didn't get the clothes. <laughs> A, B, C's. Glenn, Glary, Glenn Ross, always be closing. Oh, he traded a brown bear hunt for it. Good deal. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait. <laughs> so anyway. That's a good close. <laughs> but, but yeah, so the whole system, you got, you got availability of brass because there are not 27 million people that have that caliber. Yep. So it's actually a big, huge positive yeah, so right now. So now if you want a 300 Norma, you want a 6.5 Sherman, you can get the brass. You can get the you brass. You want a PRC or a Creedmoor, good luck. Yeah, I mean, go, go buy six Creedmoor ammo right now. Not going to happen. It's just almost impossible. And uh, so we talked to a friend who uh, they said Hornaday is building 5 million rounds of ammo daily. Hornady. Hornady, yes. I always say it wrong. Only Sorry, 5 guys. million a day? Five million, and that's without China's help. Now, on on an average day, um, they're they, they think they're what two two and a half years behind. Is that what he said? Were you on that call? Yeah, two years behind. And they can't get primers. I mean primers. So I mean, stuff's a mess, uh, and it's going to be a mess for a while. It looks like, but that's one advantage of these cartridges. Well, I I think Joe Biden's new gun policies will loosen up uh, these things because he's all about uh, not controlling that stuff. So it's good. Well, I, you know what I've talked to? A lot of that gun owners. That was sarcasm. <laughs> most of the gun owners I, I've talked to are not worried about him confiscating their guns. They're just putting them on the second floor. <laughs> Did you see that meme? I did. Where they had the, the whole the college, the students that were in the class, and they're watching him go up the steps, and when he gets to the top and he doesn't crash, the whole place goes nuts. Yeah! <laughs> and they were cheering for him at some university. Didn't you see? I think it was Photoshop, but it was still funny uh, shit right there. Yeah. Um, so. so anyway, that that's uh, that's a quick rundown Listen, on some of these I, wildcats. Um, pretty neat. Pretty neat stuff. I was skeptical of wildcats. Always have been. Seven mag. 
and um, the six Creedmoor was my last one. You know I don't buy extra guns. I and now I have a whole freaking office full oh. of these okay. things. Okay. The only reason to be skeptical of wildcats is because typically you had to make your brass. Well, one and now we now you, now, now there's companies like we can we can provide the brass yes. and and the guns to shoot them and they're more efficient. You so, two on the record, even though I've crushed you guys and been like a jack wagon and a jerk in here, you do have done an incredible job organizing these and putting them together. Well, for example, a seven Sherman with a twenty inch barrel will shoot faster than a twenty eight Nas with a twenty inch barrel and burning about fifteen grains less powder. Well, it's funny because the twenty eight Nas are such a Super popular. It's an overboard, but it needs to be a long. It needs to be shot with a long barrel and it's heavier recoiling. It's a seven mag on a little bit of seven. No, it's, seven it's, mag it's a three hundred right? Weatherby neck down. Basically, is what it yeah. is to it. You're burning like eighty grams of powder versus sixty sixty one. But if a guy was looking at this, the six all mountain, you got to have a serious look at because it can do an awful with awful a monolithic lot. bullet. With a monolithic bullet, yeah, I killed. I I went everywhere with that that six all mountain, and we just killed the crap out of things. But look at my when you take that elk down because that elk had the that had a huge body on that elk, hard to kill animal. It it wrecked it. So six five Sherman short is a heck of a gun that it it, it punches a way above its weight, right? And then you grab your little gun that we're building right now with that seventeen inch barrel. You could do whatever. You just happen to build seventeen. But you it, have a one in seven twist. So when you're shooting a monolithic bullet, you have to shoot a, a couple sizes smaller bullet to shoot the same twist as you do with like a one forty burger. A one twenty five monolithic is basically the same length and requires the same one in eight twist and a six five. If you shoot a 140 monolithic out of a, a 6.5, you got to shoot a 1 in 6.5 to 1 in 7 twist but my instead point, of 1 in 8. My point being with that is you run your 22 Creedmoor, 17-inch barrel, 6.5, you've got a pretty good battery in, in there. I mean, you're, you got your, your guns are covered. I mean, you can, well, you can, you can drop, do about everything with a couple what, of What guns. a monolithic allows you to do, it allows you to drop one or two calibers and still hammer big stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna, I mean, this little rifle we built with these 75 grains, I have no problem killing a deer with it, four or no. 500 oh. yards. No, 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 no. Well, I took my 22 to 50 with a 55-grain Barnes, and I shot over 90 animals in Africa. I lose zero animals, zero losses, and only covered like four bullets, and they weighed 32 to 30 grains. Thirty, And this is much better. You take a 22 Creedmoor, bigger case, 72 to 80-grain monolithic with a 1 and 7 twist, going 32 to 3,400, 3,500 feet a second, Totally devastating. Yeah, because well, I'll be at 3,400 feet so you're, Oh, you're easily going to, because my first load that I, because there's no data on this, right? So I, I did a real mild load, 3,300. I got 3,300 on the first three shots yeah, out of the barrel. Yeah, we're at 3,500 and it shoots like uh, a dime. Well, you know it's going to pick up 50 feet per second just when we get the barrel broke in. And that's twice over twice the BC of a 22 to 50 so with a 55 grain bullet. four is 23, right? No, 17. 17 and 4 is 20. 21. 17, duh. So 21 inches. So I have a 21-inch barrel in total with my suppressor With your suppressor on there. That's like a 223 AR. And that thing will be super quiet. No recoil. No, I'll watch the bullet all the way in every coyote. And, and you know face. what? These animals. You can shoot deer with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to. Shoot deer and animals. I'm going to shoot. This, I this, shot wildebeest and impalas and everything with my this little is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Listen, I'm getting this thing. like So next year, I'm going to go for 100 coyotes. Well, my I'm best was 89. I'm uh, going for I want to explain what the, how this. So let's say if you were to go lead core. Everybody knows lead core now. They know burgers. If you took a six, if you took a 6.5 and shoot a 140 burger. You shoot a seven millimeter, the one sixty eight burger, and you shoot a three hundred 
with a two ten burger, they all have BCs between about 0.615 and 0.635. All very similar. And you shoot them all around 2,900 feet a second. You can you can interchange the ballistic tables. They all have basically the same wind drift and the same bullet drop. Now they're going to hit with more energy with a 30 cal, but you're going to have less than half the recoil with a 6.5 versus a 300 wind with a right. one uh, with a 210. Right. So what that does is allows you to shoot a lot smaller caliber. But when you're shooting a 140 Burger, for example, it's not, you, you if you sh- shoot big animals at close range in the bone, it doesn't it just doesn't do as well as when I was shooting the 120 and 125 monolithics out of my gun. And now we're shooting 125s. Right. So a 125 monolithic. And a 145 monolithic out of a 7, and a 170 to a 180 monolithic out of a 30 caliber, and then you can go down to the 100 grain. They all have, a, out of the 6 millimeter, they all have a BC of pr- between 0.58 and, say, 0.6. And you're shooting them, though, now instead of shooting them 2,900 to 3,000 with a lead core, you're shooting them, depending on if you're shooting like a 300 PRC or 300 norm or something, you're shooting everything between 32 and 3,300 feet a second, maybe even 34. Effectively picking up your BC. Effectively picking up your BC and actually having a bullet that's still going extremely fast at 1,300 yards. Right. So, I mean, you could actually, if you could hit the animal and you could judge the wind, you could shoot animals at 12 and 1,300 yards with these bullets and they would still kill. But really, they're super effective in that, I call it the 10 yards to 700, 800 yard range. Right. Yeah, which you do much, most of your stuff within 800 yards. Well, I mean, in you do most of your stuff between two and four. So so here, here to, to, yeah. so I'm going to give an overview just from my perspective. Number one, the ballistics of this gun match anything we've done before, or if not better, right mm-hmm. or wrong. Right. Okay. Number two, okay, the accessibility to bullets now, the access to bullets. To ammo. To, or I'm sorry, to ammo. Um, to ammo is as good as anything in the marketplace today. Better than okay. most. Better. And number three, the huntability of the rifle. Is that a word, huntability? Usability. Usability. Um, the usa- Carry, Carrying ability because they're light. Carrying ability. Usability, light without the recoil. The, 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 um, the ergonomics. The way it hunts. Mm-hmm. Just everything about it, packing it in the field. The field, uh, I guess, application of this rifle is now having shot it for a year is better than anything I've ever had before. And no, I not like not even close. No, because I don't. I mean, it's, it's, it's just amazing to yeah. me. And so I personally got to tell you guys that, that to have this provided to our clients and have access to our and, – well, and you know what? And everybody's not and We're shooting them. a carbon barrel that you could shoot 10 rounds through, and it will hold this point of impact. Yes. It will hold this point of impact as good as a six- or seven-pound barrel that has a one-and-a-quarter-inch steel like a target barrel, even as good or better. You I can, would like to bring every one of our members out here and do a one-day at the field and give them a, a shooting course um, just well, because I know when they went through it and shot these rifles, they, yeah. they, they would just their jaw would drop. Well, some of the fun, even like yours, you've gone with the titanium rings. I mean, yours is oozes elegance, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I do like it. I and mean, it's, it's just, you can get the wow. state You can get the, 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 the one-piece steel ring this base. This far off the barrel. It's oh, yeah. Just, yeah, I don't have a rail on it. I, 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 there's, there's so many things about it that 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 is just amazing. So, I, you know what? Here's the thing, guys. We could talk about this all night. Great job, Brian. Sometimes we do. Great job, Brad. You guys do. And I and I I am just I love shooting them, and I I understand you guys. You've just done a phenomenal job. And uh, um, well, I, you know, for instance, I what would we have last? I mean, we. How long were we? I mean, we just pounded through that stuff. Friday, Saturday. I mean, well, it's been a year. You guys have just been doing this just, for a year. 
And we, and, and well, I missed this. a lot of this when I was up in Canada moving back, um, but now I'm I'm here to. You said I'm by reloading stuff. Yeah, and yeah, everything. You guys are just doing a great job. So here's the thing: from our perspective, I, I I'll tell you from my perspective as the CEO or president of the company, I watch you two guys go take painstaking uh, energy and just all this resources and time going in there and running back to the range and then running back and bringing it and then doing this and doing that just to perfect these for our clients. I'm so happy when they go out the door right now with what we're doing. And then to add these other two, um, uh, these other two scope lines to what we're doing, I think is going to be, it's just giant for us. And um, if you're listening and you want to talk rifles and know what we're doing, um, and would like to take a look at what we've, uh, what these guys are building, you got Brian Martin, who obviously has spent more time in the wilderness, killing sheep, hunting sheep, and Brad Dana, same, and and myself personally that field test this stuff, and and I don't get as involved in all the lab radar and da 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 da, but it's it's just been amazing. You two have done a great job, phenomenal job. These are it's a phenomenal product. It's unique in the marketplace, and I'm I'm super proud of it. So yeah, we're as excited with these guns as a teenage boy is when he finds his first Playboy. Maybe more. So maybe more. Um, I think so we might make I, less of a mess in the room, but so, it's pretty messy when we get out of here. So you, I don't know about that either because I've came in here and lost my mind. I think I'm, I'm an organized guy. I'm a little anal retentive. There are a few paper and, towels laying around here and there. Yeah, you, you guys just have messes everywhere. So anyway, listen. Except we use anti-seize instead of hand lotion. Thanks for joining us today. Now it's not PG-13 anymore, but anyway, thanks for joining us again today. We really do appreciate you listening, and we want to excuse ourselves to Brian Martin. And no, I'm teasing. Uh, hey, head on over to rollingbones.com. Go to the rifles. Click on them. Check it out. Um, the Ovis and the Ibex are on there. That's what they're talking about. You'll see the... Uh, um, Realistically... Well, you can also call the, it the sheep and goat if you don't remember the Ovis and Ibex. Realistically, the Ovis, is it's just there. I mean, there's... If you're looking for the premier, premier, top yeah. of the line and, and there's not a lot of difference in cost, and you get the, uh, the, the very best action. The rings are amazing. It's, well, it's, well, with the, with now the, you're going over the well, top. With, with, you, the Ovis, I mean. with the Ovis, you get three ring options. You get the titanium... One piece, you get the stainless steel one piece, and you get the Picatinny rail no. with the aluminum. Just go with the titanium uh, rings. I know it's a little bit more, but nobody's gonna. Nobody. Uh, it's, it's a. It's a little. It's a lot more. <laughs> it's no. It, no it's no, no, a no. lot. When more. you get to sheep camp, people are gonna look at their gun and go, "Oh, that's it's like ugly. Ooh, that is pimp." And, and then they're gonna look at your gun and go. Dude, do you really have rings like that? And I'm gonna go. Yep, I drive that right there. And you drive that? That's okay. Those are uh, that's like a Ford 150. Mine's like uh, well, yeah, cool. Well, the other so, actually one of the other things about the guns is we're we're instead of saving weight uh, with the titanium action, which can gall and this is not it doesn't feed as nice. You save weight in the barrel and you save weight in the stock, and the, and the carbon stock absorbs the recoil well. I'm actually surprised. So how you well actually you actually have a chromoly mm -hmm. steel action that's a little heavier than a titanium. But it's stronger. It feeds better. You know, the smoother. Cooper, Cooper makes a, a light, a mountain light rifle, and I'm not, I'm not chopping anybody else's tree down. I'm just using an example. They have a mountain light rifle. You pick it up, and I've seen guy try to shoot it, but it's so light. Well, you're and talking so the Kimber. That, the yeah, Kimber's sorry, the one we see Kim, more, yeah, much more. The Kimber. Of. I'm sorry, the Kimber. You're yeah, right. Five and, and a half pound gun, and yeah, then they and mount their scope on and it. And they mount their scope on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you, I can't find a shooter that can hold an. Uh, yeah. you well, know, if you put ten rounds through one of those guns with that little pencil steel barrel. You will not hold one MOA. You might hold two or three MOA. Well, right. it's a it's a three shot. This string. gun, can, a big string on that. You can shoot five, ten tests. shots through these. Yeah, this is a whole different thing. That's what I'm saying. So when yeah. we started down this road, I'm like, ah, I hope these aren't these little Kimber things. But guys, it, 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 they're amazing. So let's wrap this up.
hey, appreciate you listening today. Go to rollingbones.com. Check out the rifle section. We're there. You want a membership. You want to talk hunting. You want to talk fishing. You want to talk adventure. Outdoor gear. Go ahead and get a hold of us. Brad Dana is here. Brian Martin's here. Bleep is always here working on a bunch of uh, marketing <laughs> he's stuff. He's marking sure. down the bleeps. <laughs> he's bleep, sure. Bleep's showing. He's The next thing on Bleep's <laughs> is we're going to look at that goat film that we found. Exactly. Lindley's in here. Kelly's in here. And Mary's in here. And uh, don't ask for me. I'm usually out. Ovis um, is also so. in here, and he's our guard dog, so Ovis. don't plan on coming in. He lives here he 24-7, and he's got a big bark and a big bite. So I'm along. I, I'm Brian Maiman along with uh, Brad Dana, Brian Martin, Bleep, and I guess Lindley's still in here this late at night. But anyway, we appreciate you listening. What was the nickname for Lindley the other day? Lindley is a pit bull and a tutu. So anyway, how did that even come up? Listen, good night. <laughs> Be safe. Stay healthy. And until next time. We appreciate you for joining us at Hunt the World.